rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. It's cold out there every day. From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. So what have you been doing since our last show on Friday? Man, just kind of an easy weekend. I uh, laid around, watched a lot of football. Uh, Sunday, went to church, had an opportunity to uh, uh, be in the worship service with our, our youth praise team, youth praise band at Hernando Methodist for the uh, the table service, which is more our contemporary service. That's a very nice setup in the gym. Uh, led music with them, had a really good time, and then got to watch some Saints football and watch them win. Who that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Who that to all the, the Saints fans out there. Uh, and then last night, got a chance to watch uh, just a heck of a, a football game. Uh, Alabama, you know, did their thing. Uh, very proud of the SEC. Uh, you know, Derek, my opinion that the SEC really saved college football this year and uh, led the way on playing, which I thought we should have done. So not just because we're Ole Miss fans or, or, or whatever, but to the SEC in general, shout out to them for uh, leading the way on, on actually having a college football season. They were being told not to. Be at birthday celebrations this weekend. Of course, I just said my wife, my son, and then my – Niece and my mother-in-law uh, all had birthdays this weekend. My mother-in-law, father-in-law also anniversary, so happy anniversary to them. Uh, that's today. Now, I am going to embarrass you a little. Did, did you give them two hours of your time on Sunday? Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. No, I knew had, it wasn't very long. I think for you it's 30 minutes per birthday. No, no, no. Go. We had lunch on uh, right after church on Sunday. Stayed to about 2, 2.30. Then got home in time to you know get ready and get focused on the Saints game at 3.40. So yeah. it was a, a, just a good day there. And then last night, like you, I watched the game. I mean, obviously it was – Good for about a quarter. Uh, then Alabama scores 28 points in the second quarter, 35-17 halftime. That's basically all she wrote. Yeah, and, you know, I grew up an LSU fan. I grew up down in Louisiana. LSU sucked when I was a kid. And then I go off to college, and Nick Saban comes to LSU and totally changes the entire program, changes the trajectory of uh, the state of Louisiana when it comes to LSU football. And so just, um, wow, seven national titles. I'm just a heck of a coach. I've said this to you a million times. Nick Saban would probably be pretty good at whatever he did. Mm -hmm. If he was your high school principal, your principal, I mean your school, your high school would be the best school in the state. Uh, that's kind of how he operates. No, he's, he's intense. Now, of course, maybe not everything. He did pass over Drew Brees. Let's not forget about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, the doctors told him. He listened to the doctors, and the doctors told him told him incorrectly. So, well, their fault. Thank you, Nick. As yeah, a Saints oh, fan, thank you, yeah. Nick. Um, but, yeah, so we're just watching that. And then, you know, again, and just a great great run for Alabama, great championship. You know, we, I, I never thought the LSU team from last year, that offense would be matched, you know, at least in the next, you know, last, in the next 10 or 20 years, I don't think it would last. Uh, however, they, you know, the very next year Alabama has an equal, if not better, offense. So just good for them. And I tell you what, though, it, it did, uh, you know, that first half, it did kind of kind of start getting old watching Devontae uh, Smith take it to the house. Speaking of houses, Derek, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2021 presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has been in business now for well over a decade and possesses 63 years of combined real estate experience as a team. They are the number one team in DeSoto County for residential real estate and have over 25,000 closings since 2009, ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team, and ranked as a top team in Mississippi from America's best real estate professionals. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they're available to you 24-7 to work on your buying or selling of residential real estate. Please reach out to them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or look them up at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you to them again for being our presenting sponsor. Under the Water Tower podcast recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning 
at the How To Barbecue Right Studios. How To Barbecue Right is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on the left-hand side. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos on YouTube, please stop by his shop to see more of their specialties. Give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm's Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop on Facebook. All right, we got a, a great show for y'all today. Um, we actually uh, have an interview coming up with the president of the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, Keith Fulcher. Uh, Keith was kind enough to join us yesterday for an interview where we sat down and talked about the upcoming 21st annual Crystal Ball that will take place this Saturday virtually. So please, um, we, we're going to go ahead and, and talk about kind of other news of the day, uh, but uh, please stick around um, because we will be, that interview will follow up here shortly. wanted to talk about three things we want to focus on today uh, outside of the interview in sports. The first being uh, tonight is the Planning Commission meeting for Hernando. Now, the Planning Commission meeting, of course, they meet once a month, the second Tuesday, uh, which happens to be tonight. Uh, the Planning Commission, one of the things that they'll be taking up, of course, uh, is the field house uh, that we had the great interview with uh, last month, uh, both the gentlemen who own that and are going to uh, run that. And so um, yeah, that, that's going to be up again tonight. Uh, if you remember, there was a parking issue, Matt. And so we'll, they'll be discussing that again. Hopefully, you know, I guess uh, we're, we're kind of pulling for them to go ahead and uh, give the okay to, to send it to the Board of Aldermen next week. I think, Derek, you and I are mainly for neat projects that want to come to Hernando, the city of Hernando and the owners of that project uh, making it come together mm-hmm. and, and, and happen. You know, right there on the north side, right there, it'll be right close to the Mackinville exit off 69. Uh, a neat project. So go and research about it, learn about it, go back and listen to our podcast. Uh, when we sit down with the, uh, the owners of the, the business owners of the, the project, uh, sit down with them and, and learn more about it. So educate yourself there, a uh, neat project, baseball related, basketball related, indoor soccer possibilities, volleyball teams, a number of different things that could possibly happen at the field house that the city of Fernando and kids all around the mid South and all around DeSoto County, especially could use and be a part of. And it, you know, they want to put it right here in Hernando. And we think that's an exciting thing. So one of the things, Derek, the planning commission, Natalie Lynch, took over as Ward 1 Alderman. When she did that, she had to vacate her seat on the planning commission. That's right. Uh, So Natalie is now the Alderman for Ward 1. So as of right now, Ward 1 does not have a representative. Uh, That's going to be hopefully short-lived. Natalie has appointed or recommended someone to take her spot. Uh, that person will be voted on by the Board of Aldermen next week at their second meeting of January to, to have approval possibly there to replace her uh, on the Planning Commission. So as of right now, Ward 1 is not represented, but that should be short-lived. And also, if you remember, the uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, Keith Brawley, our Planning Commissioner, you know, passed Correct. away yes. uh, in December. And so that spot is still vacated. Uh, they, I think they're in the hiring process right now. I know that there's been an ad put out for the position. Talking with the mayor, he said it would probably be about about a month or so before they had that field. And so they'll have somebody interim brought in. I'm not quite sure who that is. Uh, there will be an interim planning commissioner probably for the next month, uh, maybe introduced tonight, kind of to watch over that, kind of help the city until the uh, permanent planning commissioner can be put in place. Yeah, absolute shock in December, uh, the loss of Keith there with the planning department. But again, when it comes to city and city business and so forth, uh, you kind of got to, whether you like it or not, you got to move pretty quickly because he does oversee a number of different things, a number of projects, number of stuff, and points the city in a direction uh, overseeing 
zoning uh, ordinances and different stuff like that, like sign ordinances like we talked about in December, Derek, uh, was a part of, of the planning commissioner or planning director's job. That will take place tonight. Uh, anything that comes from that, we will have a recap of it for you all on Friday. Uh, but now moving to uh, kind of a statewide level, we've got two news uh, on the statewide level that does affect DeSoto County. Tate Reeves uh, signed the bill recognizing the new flag as the official state flag of Mississippi. Now, this was the first bill brought up uh, in this legislature when they opened, when they started last Tuesday. And so it passed pretty quickly uh, through both the uh, House and the Senate. It was put on the governor's desk and the governor, since our last podcast, he did sign that. Uh, it is now the official state flag. I know several places already had the flag flying. I saw pictures of in Oxford and Jackson and other places that already had the flag up and flying. So again, I think it's a, a great looking flag. I look forward to you know Mississippi continuing under that. You know, appreciate the governor, obviously not, you know, I, I didn't think it was a no brainer since it got voted in over 70%, but appreciate him going ahead and signing that and getting it official. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to, to look around, but I definitely will start doing that now. So that moved pretty key. Uh, quick uh, we figured that would be the, the the first bill put up in the legislature this year and and it was and it moved through quickly and, and got signed by by Tate Reeves Derek something else turning the page uh, again statewide Mississippi received a new amount from the federal government uh, we would call it COVID money uh, for a number of different things uh, 200 million dollars which should help with some different things, some different rollout stuff. Tell us about that. As part of the COVID relief bill that we discussed uh, last Friday, Cindy Hyde-Smith announced on Friday, so after our podcast, that Mississippi had been awarded nearly $200 million to help with the COVID testing and vaccinations. Now, I think that some of us are a little, I guess, wary, a little upset that they, maybe the, the rollout has not been as fast as we want it to. I do know that they are one, and currently still in 1A, rolling to 1B. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But the uh, $171.3 million of the $200 million is allocated for testing, containment, and slowing the spread of the virus. So this will help to expedite uh, the vaccinations going forward. And $26.8 million will be used for vaccination activities in Mississippi to set up locations, set up uh, different areas where this can be administered. And so that's all part of the $200 million that was received from the COVID relief bill. The funds come uh, from that uh, relief bill, and then they also are a relief package uh, that was approved, you know, in the last month. So again, this is great news for Mississippi. Uh, it's great news, as I said, they're in 1A. They did, you know, there was talk about 1A being uh, basically nursing home, and then the healthcare workers, of course, and then 1B moving to teachers. It does look like they, the state has upgraded those over 75 years old above teachers. Right. Uh, so that is cost. I think I think a lot of teachers thought they were going to be getting the vaccine this week. It's now probably pushed about next week uh, so they'll be getting everybody over 75 now uh, nursing homes and medical workers are getting their first and or second round of shots uh, and then I think next week starting probably toward the end of next week teachers will start and then we'll go from there. Derek the overwhelming number of people that are highly affected fatally affected by the COVID-19 virus are 60 and up 65 and up uh, that's a fact so I, I definitely shout out to them for pushing them ahead and saying hey let's go ahead and vaccinate the people over 75 that want to take it right no one that's it. something that, that want to take so that's been done so that, that's in the process this hopefully will speed everything up uh get more vaccinations get more testing vaccination sites up up to speed you know Derek, uh, some friends of ours that have done a very good job and worked diligently to be open and stay open and serving their patients serving their customers are our friends at DeSoto family dental care DeSoto family dental care is our newest sponsor DeSoto family dental care is certainly a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience, Drs. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. 
The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference. Thank you so much to DeSoto Family Dental Care for becoming our newest sponsor. Again, they're located just right under I-55 in Mount Pleasant. Mm -hmm. Beautiful kind of sorority, fraternity-style kind of building, uh, but a beautiful building right there located right under I-55 right there on Mount Pleasant. Thank you to DeSoto Family Dental Care for being our newest sponsor. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, who is a longtime Hernando resident and former alderman for the city, is located on 11 West Commerce Street in Hernando, Mississippi. His team has made up of 118 years of experience uh, in the insurance business and will help you manage the risk of your everyday life. They provide insurance for auto, home, business, and life, and they welcome you to compare their coverage, their service, and price to any other insurance agents to see that they would come out on top. Please visit Lauderdale Insurance Agency at Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency, Inc. The website, Sam Lauderdale, that's S-A-M-L-A-U-D-E-R-D-A-L-E dot net, or call them at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213, and any of the licensed team members will be happy to help you. Podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. This time of year, Richard would like for me to mention to the UTW Podcast listeners that Williams Services specializes in fencing, that's gates, repair of fence, new fences, wooden fences, Williams Services can give you a price on that fence anytime you're ready. Please reach out to Richard at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find them on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Of course, today is Tuesday, and this week we do have the special interview with you. So in lieu of the fact of the week, we're going to let the interview be the fact of the week. The DeSoto County Fact of the Week uh, is brought to us and given to us by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. We cannot speak more highly about the museum. Uh, We will continue to heap tons of praise on the museum. It's open from Tuesdays through Saturdays from 10 to 5. That's Tuesday through Saturday. 10 to 5. The admission is the wonderful price, as always, of free. And please uh, contact Rob Long uh, at the museum uh, right there on Commerce Street across from Bancor South. He would love to have you uh, as an individual. You, uh, you love to have your group and love to have school kids socially distanced. They do everything properly. They have hand sanitizers. Uh, you are required to wear a face mask. Uh, but he would happy to be happy to show you or your group around all the wonderful exhibits that they have. The DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week, uh, as mentioned, is an interview with Keith Fulcher from the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. We sit down with Keith to talk about the annual crystal ball. The theme this year is Roll On Mississippi. And the honoree this year was supposed to be Charlie Pride. Of course, Charlie Pride, uh, that uh, many people know, many especially country people, know that Charlie passed away uh, in December. However, he accepted the nomination in October, which Keith will talk, to, talk about. They, they've got a lot of wonderful tributes and a lot of wonderful uh, auction items that will be up to bid this Saturday. So please tune in now. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Derek. Glad to be here. 
Glad to have you here. We're going to uh, talk today kind of about the crystal ball. But before we get to that, Keith, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of what led you to where you are today. Yeah, I grew up in Vicksburg, Mississippi, worked in the Catholic school system for 11 years and worked at Delta State University, 23 years uh, running the foundation, blessed to be able to retire after 23 years. Tom Pittman contacted me with a job opening at the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, and what a pleasure it is to work in Hernando and to serve as the president of the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. Now, you came here before um, I guess before Tom retired, and so did you. Were you working with him for a little bit before he retired? Yes, we worked for about six months together, and he kept saying uh, he retired April one, and he kept saying I'm retiring April Fool's Day. I said, Tom, please stop saying that because everything was great. You know, stock market was fine, rolling in place, and then you know what happened in in March. So yes, April one is when I took the presidency. Uh, having the honor of working with Tom for about six months. Right when COVID shut everything down, that's a tough time for, you know, because the Community Foundation is basically kind of a, um, a catch-all for a lot of different, I guess, uh, funds. Tell us a little bit about the funds that they have at the Community Foundation and, and what the overall structure is at the Community Foundation. Yeah, that's a good question, Derek, because it's a, been a learning experience for me coming from a, a public university running a foundation, but pretty comparable. So the Community Foundation is just made up of a collection of funds, so donors, who have uh, causes that matter to them, and that is our mission statement, connecting people who care with causes that matter. So we have about 300 individual funds that donors have set up, supporting anything from Boy Scouts to food pantries to uh, Boys and Girls Club, and and we serve 11 counties in northwest Mississippi, and that's where we get the, 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 the name uh, northwest Mississippi, serving the 11 counties. And primarily, we've, we're taking in the Mississippi Delta counties where the needs are uh, so significant. So we're blessed that we just topped $26 million in total assets. And wow. as a banker, you will understand that. When I was uh, first started 18 months ago, we were at $18 million in wow. total assets. Not taking any credit for that because, I'm, as I tell Tom Pittman, I'm still living off of his friendships and his <laughs> relationships. I've got to find my own depositors, as you would understand. But the goal, the strategic plan goal is $50 million in total assets by the year 2028. So, that's okay. the, so we're, almost, we're over halfway to our goal. Endowments are the number one opportunity that we offer to donors. So we have about $20 million in permanent endowments. Mm-hmm. The other five, six is made up in cash from donor-advised funds. It's spendable money that you know a, a donor could, could, could spend and deplete uh, and, and drop our total assets. So our ultimate goal is to create endowments for the nonprofits that we're serving. So if I'm a nonprofit, I can come to you can set up a, a fund or an endowment, or if I'm an individual, maybe wanting to set up a, a legacy uh, for me or my family, I can set that up. It can be directed either by the community foundation, or I can set the directives of how the money is spent, whether it be only the interest or principal and interest and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. For example, I believe you do have a scholarship I do. in your mother's name. Uh, so yes, a donor, can, and thank you for that. So a, a, a donor can come to us and say, I'm interested in a Sunflower Freedom Project, or I'm interested in the Grenada Food Pantry, uh, or I'm interested in uh, building homes in Haiti. So uh, we, we can do international work also. So setting up an endowment and the donor can write guidelines for those endowments and give direction to how they would like the money to be spent. Now, the ultimate goal the ultimate oversight is the board of directors has the ultimate fiscal responsibility, but the donors can give guidance on 
how they would request that the fund be uh, utilized. Again, this is a great resource that's headquartered here, uh, but as you said, it kind of uh, it filters all throughout the Delta. They have they serve many needs, uh, many different uh, nonprofits, and many different individuals and and schools uh, throughout uh, the Delta area, all the way up to Desoto County. So we just uh, it's a great uh, resource that we have here, the North uh, the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. So those of y'all who are listening who don't know about it, please kind of educate yourself. If there's if you're looking to maybe leave some money, if you're looking to set up a uh, some kind of a fundraising arm uh, for your nonprofit or for or for you know schools or anything like that. Please contact Keith uh, at the Community Foundation. Uh, Keith, and you have a somebody that works with you uh, in the marketing arm, correct? Stacy Trout is our director of development, and that's her main responsibility: uh, fundraising and giving donors. And you know, fundraising is just sometimes has a negative term, but we're giving donors and individuals and businesses also an opportunity to fulfill a, a goal, a, a mission in life. Because people, we, what we found, especially during this pandemic, is that everyone is looking to make a difference. Some, they don't know how. And, and, we, and we, we get calls. We got a call from a couple in Sunflower County, made a, a very generous gift to five nonprofits. I got a call from one of those nonprofits today. Today, it was a food pantry. The, the director was in tears because of the amount of money she received, she said, will sustain her for two years. And wow. it's spendable money. And so this, the pandemic has really opened up opportunities for us to engage our donors through what we called Feed Northwest Mississippi Fund. And Derek, hopefully your listeners will be impressed. Since March 1, we have granted out to nonprofits and food pantries close to $1 million wow. in spendable money, not endowment money, spendable money. Our next goal is to work with these same nonprofits to build endowments. We've bought... When food was scarce, we were buying food for the food pantries. When food became plentiful through the USDA, we started buying PPE. Mm-hmm. When PPE became plentiful, we started buying uh, pallet jacks, mm-hmm. uh, forklifts, walk-in freezers, storage units, uh, anything to help the food pantries become state-of-the-art. In addition to academic, we, we bought Wi-Fi, we bought tablets, we bought headsets for children to meet their academic needs. So if a donor is out there thinking about how can I support COVID-19 or how can I support children, we've got opportunities galore for them. And we know the credible and reputable organizations who need their support. You are a 501c3. Yes, exactly. And so if for some reason, if a fund or a business or something like that wants to start something for these, if they don't want to go through the process of setting up their own 501c3, they can use your 501c3 and set the fund through you and have the checks made to you to be allowed to allow that to happen, correct? Yes, yes. And I just want to give a shout out to the Maddox Foundation. The Maddox Foundation in Hernando has matched dollar for dollar every gift to our feed fund. So the Maddox Foundation, who is our largest donor to the Community Foundation and who helped fund the startup of the Community Foundation, uh, it's just done a, a, a tremendous job in supporting the nonprofits through our community foundation. So just a big shout out to the Maddox Foundation. To them and just for everything that y'all do. And, and I hope that people realize some people don't really understand what community foundation means. You know, this is not unique to Mississippi. There's community foundations all over the nation. And sometimes you hear it and not quite sure what they do. And it's, it's basically a, a way to give back to the community. Uh, but, and y'all do all the maintenance. Y'all do all the, the day-to-day, right? Yes, yes. So if it, if a family or an individual is looking to, uh, some people want to set up their own private foundation, family foundation. Well, they can easily use 
uh, our board of directors, our bylaws, our fiscal responsibility to set up their philanthropic arm. And it's just uh, uh, makes life a lot simpler on those individuals and less costly, less headache. And we, we can accept stock. We can accept real estate. I got a call uh, this weekend, a text this weekend. A donor wants to give Bitcoin. So this will be the first time. And I've always, in my 30-something years of fundraising, I've always wanted someone to give. I love when someone gives a unique gift. Mm -hmm. Because once we publicize that a donor gave Bitcoin, it'll help spur others to do the same. But we've accepted over my lifetime, we've accepted apartments, land, real estate, cattle, anything that we can convert to cash that supports the philanthropic goals of the donor, we can take care of it. Well, speaking of Bitcoin, I mean, that's at like thirty-two, thirty-four thousand a coin right now. So that's, that's a pretty nice gift. <laughs> yes, and th- yes, yes. So we, uh, we haven't received it yet, but I'll let you know. One of the main reasons, you know, we Community Foundation here, of course, is here 24, 365 uh, every day, every year. But the main reason we want to have you on this morning uh, is to talk about the 21st annual Crystal Ball. This has been uh, the 21st year, and I, I would venture to say this is probably the most unique year y'all have had for the first 20. And I think the theme this week, uh, this year is Roll on Mississippi. Tell us a little bit about the Crystal Ball that's going to be happening this year. Yes, thank you, Derek. And that is a very appropriate theme uh, that Michael Bellapani and Elizabeth Bellapani, our co-chairs, selected, Roll On Mississippi. And let me first congratulate you as the, our, our Dan Maddox Man of the Year from 2019, which means a lot about your volunteerism back. And, and your, your, it's not just all about financial contributions. We, we rely on volunteers, and we have a, a program called the Maddox Foundation Volunteer Center that just engages thousands of, of volunteers throughout the, our 11-county region. So we do depend on people like you. Uh, Derek, and congratulations on being the Dan Maddox Man of the Year in 2019. Well, thank you. <laughs> Very deserving. So th- last year was my first crystal ball, but, I, but at Delta State University, I always wrote the check to pay for the university president to attend the crystal ball, <laughs> and I saw photos after, afterwards, and I was always envious that the president got to go, and I never did because it looked like one big party. So finally, last year, I got to attend my very first one as an employee, and it is truly a magnificent gala like none other. And and, and that's not just for me. Jimmy and Wade Creekmore, who own C Spire, they own C Spire, the company, Jimmy and Wade Creekmore were our honorees last year. After they were honored and after they left stage, both of them looked at me and they said, and looked at Tom Pittman and said, we never imagined it would be like this. And they just, I mean, their eyes were just wide open because at the end when they were on stage, everyone took out their phone, turned on their cell phone lights and started swaying it back and forth like it was at a rock concert. And how appropriate a tribute to Jimmy and Wade Creekmore, who owned C Spire. Does that make sense? Oh, no, that definitely <laughs> makes sense. They, they spent a lot of money in DeSoto County over the last 12 to 18 months. I think yes. they pretty much rewired every neighborhood for Wi-Fi wow. that you can you can go in there and, of course, sign up with them. So, yeah, I mean, I know that they've made a large investment in DeSoto County, and it's good that we pay, repaid them back in a little small way. Yes, yes, and they're very philanthropic and very generous. And Meredith Creekmore, uh, who's married to Jimmy, she is from Como, Mississippi. Okay. So she has a vested interest in this region. So the crystal ball, was that was my first to attend last year and it was just over the top party but mainly it was over the top in recognizing our volunteers and recognizing our our donors and so this year it previously was a 1200 as you know Derek a 1200 attendee gala at the South Haven Arena so this year we were making the same plan Charlie Pride the legendary Charlie Pride from Sledge Mississippi in October had accepted our Star of Hope our top honor 
that's where the Roll On Mississippi theme came from as selected by the Bella Panties uh, co-chairs. And we were working with Charlie Pride and his management. He desperately wanted to be here on January 16th, but due to COVID, was not going it was not was not going to be able to make it so we started planning a virtual event our first online virtual event totally different than anything that we've done before so it has been um, a challenge and a pleasure and just a real education to try to plan a virtual event that rises to the standard of the past 20 years that Tom Pittman and the board of directors and people like you have put put on so sadly, as you know, Charlie Pride passed away the middle of December. Yes. So that, I don't want to use the word complicated because he is such a legend. He's done so much for so many people. I don't want to minimize the honor that he's, he will receive. And I just had a call from his manager. We're supposed to video his wife accepting on his behalf because the, as soon as we announced it to Charlie Pride, he sent us a box filled with signed memorabilia. Oh, wow. He was thrilled about being recognized. So we started putting out a call for tributes. This is when he was alive. Tribute. So we got Ken Burns sent us a two-minute tribute to Charlie Pride, talking about his impact, not just on life uh, as a country music star, but just in life in general, and how as a son of the Delta, he made it, and he gives people hope. Of course, and Ken Burns has a documentary out about the, the history of country music, so I'm sure he was well-versed in, in about Charlie and everything that he did. Yes, yes, and Marty Stewart sent us a tribute film, Bobby Rush, Archie Manning, Cela Ward. So once Charlie passed away, we started canvassing uh, Nashville a little bit more diligently, especially when we would see other others giving tribute, and so we've really picked up Several big name uh, individuals like Darius Rucker, who sent us a minute, minute and a half tribute to Charlie Pride, Brad Paisley, Oak Ridge Boys, Jesse Holland, our previous star of hope. So we're, we're pleased that six of our previous stars of hope have provided a tribute video oh. to Charlie Pride. So it's a, a good way for us to re-engage our past stars of hope, uh, Sam Haskell and Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haskell sent us a, a tribute video. So we're just very honored that Charlie Pride's family would allow us to continue with that honor. Uh, we videoed William Pride the third, who is Charlie's younger cousin. And William Pride the third gives a family history of the Pride family from Batesville being involved in the Community Foundation since inception. Mm-hmm. So the Pride family, this is not just a one-off honor of Charlie Pride. The Pride family, especially through Charlie's cousin, William Pride, has been involved in the, with the Community Foundation since its founding over 20 years ago. So you said you've got all these, um, I guess, one or two minute uh, videos, docu- documentaries or small documentaries about Charlie that you've kind of gathered together. How can people go to watch those uh, to honor it and, and, be, and take part in the Crystal Ball this year? Yeah, so something that's very different, uh, Derek, is it is free. It is free. That's very different from having to buy a ticket. And so www.crystalballgala.org, www.crystalballgala.org. So a person can simply register and take part free, January 16th, 6.30 p.m., they can do it through the website. We're also, that, that link, we're also setting up Facebook, uh, Facebook streaming mm-hmm. and a YouTube streaming and, and other ways to make it uh, e- easy to watch. We really want people to go to the www.crystalballgala.org because we have auction items. I mean, this is a fundraising event. 
So I think you'll be honored and pleased to know that our sponsors, last year we had 195,000 in cash sponsorships. Wow. 195 in cash sponsorships. This year to date, we have 180,000 in cash sponsorship. And not one of our sponsors have asked, what are the benefits? They just re-upped. They re-upped. That tells me that what Tom Pittman and what you and the board and others have created, uh, the mindset and the outcomes, that people are looking at the outcomes of the Community Foundation and the impact, as you said earlier, the impact in helping bring about the qual- a better quality of life in our region, that they are just, they have bought in. And we don't have to sell them an ad. We don't have to sell them a radio spot. It's because they see the power of the Community Foundation. That's great news, and that the fact that they would re-up, and again, not ask what's in it for them, but yes. just do it because they're supporting the community, supporting uh, the 11 counties uh, that the Community Foundation serves. So they'll go on the website um, on Friday, uh, I mean, excuse me, on Saturday. Now, I've you can actually register now. Uh, I, what you kind of, when we were prepping for this, you sent me some links, and I went ahead and signed up. You signed up, you get an, uh, a text message saying that you've confirmed, uh, and kind of then, then they're kind of a wait and hold mode till, till Saturday. Uh, you've got the sponsorships at $180,000, but typically there's silent and live auctions uh, that night that help with the fundraising. Tell us a little bit about the, how the auctions were worth this year or when you go to the website. The auction, and again, last year was my first experience, and it was just a wonderful learning opportunity for me to see something so well organized. So, so my compliments to the staff of the Community Foundation and to all of our volunteers for that, that organization of such an event. The auction brings in typically $60,000. So between the auction, cash sponsorships, and ticket purchasers, we push $300,000 in, in total contributions, and we clear usually about 190000 from the event. So this year, the auction is all online. We're not able to do a, an in-person auction or able to handle objects. So most what we put together on the auction items were things that we could provide a certificate for. And if I could just give you a few examples. Oh, please do, yes. yes. So we have a, uh, thanks to Laird Hamberlin, who runs Safari International in Memphis, Tennessee, we have a dove hunt for four in Argentina. I've I've, I've had a couple customers that have done that, and they, they kill thousands. Uh, of doves down there it's supposedly a really good time and it's 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 a you know if you can get it at a good price it's a great deal because I, I know it costs a little bit to go down there but uh, i've always, always heard that's a great time great so michael bellapani says that's what he wants to win so i need <laughs> i need people bidding against michael bellapani robert murley and his wife mimi have donated listen to this i'm trying to talk my wife into this one a seven night stay in hawaii honolulu at a hilton resort two wow. bedroom uh luxury suite so you know, more than one family, more than one couple can take advantage of that. And then Stan Little, who owns Southern Airways out of Hernando, has donated his, the use of his planes. He has a flight service there that does island hopping to excursions, and he's donated flights and excursions once you get there. Once you, so you, 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 you pay to, for your plane ticket out there. Yes. But then once you get there, you know, you've already purchased or won the, the condo, I guess, at the Hilton or the yeah. – the room at the Hilton, and then he will fly you uh, as part of the package from yeah. island to island. Yes, yes. Wow. I don't know how – it might be just one island stop. So okay. I don't want to overextend stand, but okay. at least one island stop. But a seven-night stay, that's about a $4,000 package, close to $5,000 package. Wow. The Argentina hunt is a $7,200 mm-hmm. package. We have a couple of beach houses, uh, Panama City, Watercolor, Gulf Shores mm-hmm. that are available for auction. Now, I really, if you're an MTV fanatic, is that your generation? 
there? Uh, actually, yeah. I okay. mean, it would, it would be my generation. Right. So I think it started like 81. Okay. I came along yeah. just a little after that. But uh, Bob Pittman has agreed to host two people for a private lunch, and he will share with them artifacts from MTV and discuss and educate them on the 40th anniversary of yeah. MTV. And that will be held in, somewhere in, in northwest Mississippi at a date to be determined. And if MTV is not your generation, if you're more the Steve Forbes generation, Steve Forbes, who owns Forbes magazine, has agreed for a private lunch for two, either in New York City or in Rosedale, Mississippi. Now, now why Rosedale, Mississippi? Elizabeth Ames lives in Rosedale, Mississippi with her husband, Jack Coleman. Elizabeth Ames has the same last name as Steve Forbes' wife. They used to get their mail crossed up in New York, and they lived just a block <laughs> or two apart. They met, became good friends, and so now Steve Forbes comes to Rosedale, Mississippi to visit Elizabeth Ames and wow. her husband. So he has spoken. Um, uh, Elizabeth brought him to, to the Delta to Delta State just last year. Fascinating, talking about the world economy. Oh, I'd love, to, talk, yeah, I'd love to have a conversation with him. That's, that's, a, great. that's a great. Well, how much can we put you down for? <laughs> Let me see what else is. Yeah, there's a couple other things I've already heard, so I'm sure yeah. that my, my wife and I will be looking at that. Great, great. So if, you, if you're uh, a sports fan, Archie Manning sent us a triple signed football by Archie, Peyton, and Eli. Mm-hmm. I've got that in my office if you're an Ole Miss fan. Uh, uh, we have uh, other sporting activities, a two-day fly fishing in Arkansas, crappie fishing on Grenada Lake, duck hunting at Beaver Dam in Tunica, Tallahatchie duck and quail hunt. Even if you're a music fan, uh, Boo Mitchell, who owns Royal Studio. Now, that is where Uptown Funk was recorded. Uptown Funk is the song of the decade, not the song of the year. Uptown Funk was named the song of the decade. And so you can spend time at Royal Studio with Boo Mitchell. Boo Mitchell was, if you watched the Grammy a couple years ago when Uptown Funk won the Grammy, Boo Mitchell was the first person that Bruno Mars hugged on stage it was really cool seeing boo mitchell who i know thanks to pat tigert from memphis mm-hmm. and i'm telling my children hey i know him and he's on the grammy hugging bruno mars so boo mitchell will host two people at his studio for a recording session oh wow c spire has donated an apple watch oliver luckett has donated an airfare on iceland air and an excursion to iceland so if you've ever wanted to go to iceland we have complimentary, we have airfare and excursion, and we're working on a hotel package to go along with that. Now, to, is that to the capital uh, of Iceland? Does it say where it's to? Or? We can, you, person can choose. We, oh. we haven't nailed, we've TBD. There. TBD, TBD, okay. we're still working on that one. But, you know, we're trying to come up with some very unique opportunities that families or couples are interested in. Mm-hmm. I've never looked into Iceland. But when I started looking at the website, that is on my bucket list now. Yeah, I've watched a documentary on Iceland. Uh, talked about all the thermal pools and things like that. And uh, it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, of course, just the, the landscape now, depends on what time of year you go. It may only you know be daylight for a couple hours. Uh, but it also, you know, you could get some in, in the summer times. It's supposed to be really nice having the hot springs. Of course, the weather's in the 50s and 60s. But just an absolutely beautiful, pretty much untouched country. And so that would be a great trip. So even FedEx has donated VIP passes to the Memphis Grizzlies with parking passes to their suite. 
and VIP passes to the Washington football team game next season. And I know Washington was in the playoffs this year. They so did. They, they, they gave uh, the Tampa Bay a real good game. Yes, yes. So we're you know we're very uh, excited about the canoe trip that Quapaw has donated, a Napa Valley wine and food pairing, a high roller weekend at Tunica, waterfront home that my brother has donated in Lake Bruin, Louisiana. <laughs> so that's for fishing, skiing. I mean, it's a you know one of the clear clear lakes. You're familiar with Lake, Lake Bruin. Lake Bruin, uh, Lake St. Joe's over there. Yeah, then you yeah. got uh, St. Joseph. Yeah. yeah, 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 just north of your home of that's Natchez. Right. Yeah. So those are just some items, but most importantly, you know, we want to take the opportunity to honor our community stars. Can I take time just to please mention please. Uh, yeah. which you were, as I said, you were the Dan Maddox man of the year. So we've mentioned Charlie pride as our star of hope. Bob Dunlap from Batesville who owns Dunlap and Kyle and gateway tires is our man of the year. The Dan Maddox man of the year. We're very pleased that he accepted very humble man who does things behind the scenes and doesn't do any, any, philanthropy or community service for recognition but we're, we're very blessed that he allowed us to honor him robin cock from clarksdale is our margaret maddox woman of the year i asked robin to give me a list of all the nonprofits she volunteered for i got her dissertation i told her just she said how long keith i said well just go back to all time it was a dissertation Derek. she is just a one woman volunteer network so she is very deserving, and she was nominated by Mary Thompson, who is our board member uh, representing Cahoma County. Heartland Hands Food Pantry in South Haven is our nonprofit of the oh, year. Good. You're familiar mm-hmm. with Heartland Hands. They provide food to 30 fixed food pantries okay. who, who come pick up food at Heartland Hands on State Line Road in South Haven and take it back to their food pantry. Heartland Hands, uh, millions and millions of pounds a year they distribute in food, but they also distribute to 72 social service agencies. So anybody that's in need of food, if a family shows up at House of Grace, uh, a mother and children who were displaced through whatever reason and needed a place to stay temporarily, Heartland Hands, House of Grace can call Heartland Hands. Heartland Hands will put together a family-friendly package of food and, and, and House of Grace can come pick it up. So it's more than just when we say food pantry, really more than just a food pantry. They are taking care of the, the, need, the individual needs of families all throughout North North Mississippi, not just Northwest. They go all the way over even to Walnut uh, over in the Northeast Hills of Mississippi. And then the, the last is our business of the year is Wade Incorporated. Wade ha- is out of Greenwood, and they have 13, about 13 dealerships around our region. Their footprint is comparable to the footprint of the Community Foundation. So we're very pleased that Wade accepted and allowed us to honor them. Now, I have to tell you, we had to talk most of these entities and individuals into allowing us to honor them. I'm sure they had to do the same to you. Yeah. Because, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you're, you're honored, but it is, yeah, it's, it's, nobody really believes they deserve it. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. They're very deserving, very humble, want to stay low-key, but people, when they see and recognize their friends and they see the impact, large or small, that these individuals are having, it gives them an, an example of what they can do. And it especially gives young people an example of how they can be involved and what they can aspire to. If you look at our YouTube channel on the Community Foundation, just go to the Heartland Hands videos on our YouTube channel. Look at the Strayhorn Baptist Church food distribution, and you'll see young people working, especially on the food distribution. Go to the Cenotopia First Baptist Church. This was just last month, food distribution. 
young people out there working side by side with with what we would consider you maybe you and I would consider you know elderly over 30 according to young people <laughs> over 30 or maybe right, over 30 once you get to 30 you're, you're, it's over yeah. so that's why I, you know we're very pleased that these individuals would accept and would let us put together a two to three minute tribute video to them so in addition to about a nine minute tribute video to charlie pride we'll have about a two to three minute tribute video to our community stars well that, that sounds great and, and again i know they're all well deserving and look forward to watching them uh this weekend um give us uh the uh address one more time the website uh, to go to www.crystalballgala.org www.crystalballgala.org and as a reminder you can start today you can go ahead and sign up for that today uh it will put you kind of you know there's not really anything yet to see there's nothing to bid on um uh, you know it, to be coming or something like that and then on saturday it'll be turned on uh, i'm sure that you'll get a notification to the cell phone number that you give uh, so you can start the process and they'll use that throughout the the day on saturday uh, as that goes on uh, Keith we really just want to uh, appreciate you coming in and and people you know everybody that's listening usually you're getting ready and finding the dress and finding the tux and and getting ready to get this Saturday night to go out well this time you can still put on the tux for the dress if you want to at your computer at home uh, and log on and watch and bid or if you want to you know you can leave your pajamas on and do the same thing so just really looking forward to it and remember everything this is a uh, you know as he said the the usually around three hundred thousand dollars usually netting around 190 you know I, I would love to see y'all past that this year and in this uh i guess difficult year uh but I, I would love to see that happen are there any last thoughts yeah thank you Derek, for that last thought uh, let me mention that pbs memphis will run the program on january 29th oh. so so we're putting together a made for pbs program and they will run it two more times after the 29th then pbs jackson mississippi will also air the program early february so what what an individual will witness will is a made for tv program with content that hopefully will be captivating so our goal is to uh, have the the auction items turned on by tuesday that's our goal by okay. tomorrow for, for for bidding so yep. that's our goal the auction will not be part of the pbs viewing of course right and, and on saturday i'm assuming but the auction. It w- but it will be for saturday so okay. the, and it will the auction will close saturday night once the gala is officially over gotcha. so get your bids in start bidding and if you're outbid you'll get a text that drove me crazy last year <laughs> being outbid and getting that text to being outbid but i did have a budget that i was working off of so I, well most of us do uh but hopefully you know, maybe some people have a, a larger budget than maybe you and i uh, and can really push that number up there this year. Well, again, Keith, we really do appreciate you coming in. Thank you for sharing all the information about the Community Foundation, uh, about the uh, 21st Annual Crystal Ball uh, that's honoring the late Charlie Pride, and we just really look forward to uh, looking at viewing it, starting the bidding tomorrow, uh, and then viewing it this Saturday. So thank you again. Thank you, Derek. I want to say thank you to Keith Fulcher with the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi that is set up right here on the square in Hernando, Mississippi. They do amazing work uh, taking care of 11 counties, helping with 11 counties and needs all around those 11 counties uh, with the Community Foundation. So, Keith, very nice uh, gentleman, good interview, somebody who's been a part of fundraising for a long, long time. But definitely, you know, Derek lives in our neighborhood now, so definitely an asset to Hernando. He's moved here recently, so we certainly welcome him for his time and and for his service and certainly the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. Mississippi. Some of the amazing trips that you heard discussed on the interview, discussed on the silent auction. If you're interested in a trip like that, please reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. That's Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. 
They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. They can be reached at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. North Point Christian School is excited to start school back for the semester. Last week, they welcomed 17 new students. These students in grades PK through 12 decided that they couldn't wait for the next fall and are joining the North Point family at the opening of the spring semester this January. Over the last couple months, NCS has encouraged parents, families, and students interested in North Point to come see them at their safe and socially distanced monthly Preview the Point open house events. Many have taken them up on their invitations to campus and have observed directly how North Point upholds the strictest health and safety guidelines while maintaining continuity and learning excellence both online and in person. If you're interested in learning more about North Point and how this amazing school community might serve your students, they have their next Preview the Point open house coming on Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Reservations are required and can be made by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, Sheila Sharon, 662-349-5127. Derek, again, we want to thank our sponsors each and every week for working with us, believing in us, and, and using their advertising dollars with us. Magical Destinations, North Point, DeSoto Family Dental Care, our new, newest sponsor, Lauderdale Insurance and Williams Lawn Services. Look them up on Facebook, find them, uh, use them uh, here locally, and we certainly appreciate their time. Derek, we're going to turn our attention to sports. Uh, last Friday, we have, you, you worked really hard with Coach Jenkins, the athletic director for the DeSoto County Schools, to get you all the updated, correct records, and you did exactly that. But we've had some action since then, some games that have taken place. So sum it up for us, basketball over the weekend. All right, most of the games took place on Friday. We did have two on Saturday that we'll get to in just a moment but you know basically every team was supposed to be in action now we'll talk about there were two two games that had to be postponed uh, due to COVID uh, the first Horn Lake at Hernando was postponed due to COVID uh, Olive Branch at Tupelo uh, was postponed uh, due to COVID and then Lake Cormorant was idle they were idle over this past weekend so those uh, four teams uh, in the county uh, did not play on Friday when you say postpone you mean the boys and girls they went ahead and canceled the whole thing well actually the boys and girls Horn Lake and Hernando yes yes uh, we're doing we're going to talk about boys first for Olive Branch Olive Branch boys were postponed Olive Branch girls played uh, well, it's which mainly because now they take separate buses that's right they take separate buses now so they don't have to cancel the whole bus ride and of course they practice separately and that sort of sure, thing exactly. so they get exposed uh, so the first one we want to focus uh, is a uh, I guess a county battle uh, DeSoto Central defeated Lewisburg on Friday, 62-38. to DeSoto Central's Dorian, Dorian Whitley led the Jaguars with 18 points, and Lewisburg was led by Max Zisman. Uh, he had a team-high 15. That puts now DeSoto Central at 12-6, 1-0 in district. Lewisburg falls to 8-9, 0-1 in district. This is as of Friday. Now, uh, Lewisburg also played Saturday, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, the next game uh, that did take place was Center Hill uh, at Lafayette. Center Hill won 96-51. The Mustangs were led by uh, Mississippi All-Star Zandon Harrelson, who had a 40 spot. 40 points. Put up 40 points. Caden Lewis uh, followed with 14. Kaiser Sanders had 12. Center Hill pushes their record now to 10-8. and 10-8 on the season, 2-0 in district. And, again, they also played on Saturday, which we'll talk about in just a moment. The final men's, uh, I guess, boys' game uh, on Friday was North Point. North Point lost 69-74 uh, to, to MHEA. 
MHEA is a AAU team uh, that's made up. They play together. This is uh, made up of either kids who are homeschooled and or, I guess, public not, schools. Not playing. Yeah, public schools that are not playing. Uh, they have formed uh, either they now attend a home school and, and attend and play for this basketball team. So a really good game. They had a guy that was six nine uh, on the team, which was you know, that's kind of hard to deal with. But again, North Point Falls seventy four sixty nine. The Trojans were led by Christian Gillian with twenty eight points. Uh, Eric Stewart had fifteen, and Mitchell Wright had fourteen points. So North Point played a good game. Obviously, not a district game. Uh, this pushes their record to eight and three, eight and three on the season, and they have yet to play a district game. Seven and four. Seven and four on the season, and they have yet to play a district game. I'm guessing the homeschool team is improved this year. Uh, yes, that, 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 that is improved. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing the homeschool team went from uh, you know their phone rings and they're they're probably a very average basketball program, and they get a phone call and said, "Hey, can we come play with you? We're, we can't play public school ball." Uh, yeah, sure. I, th- I think they probably. Uh, the, I'm just saying the starting spots probably got filled pretty quickly. Well, the, the, the talent pool did increase. It, it sure did increase did. for them. Sure. Um, so, But, again, it, it's a, a good warm-up. Uh, they do start district this week. So, uh, Now, moving on to girls. The girls on Friday, again, we had one postponed game. Uh, as I mentioned, Horn Lake at Hernando was postponed. Uh, Lake Cormorant, again, both teams were idle. So we'll move on to the game that did take place. The boys' game between Olive Branch and Tupelo was canceled. Uh, but Olive Branch girls did travel to Tupelo, and they lost 55-50. to this is their first loss of the season. That's right. That's if right. You remember, they were 10 and 0 heading into this. Uh, they are now 10 and 1, 0 and 1 on the season. So kind of a bad to have your first loss coming in district, but still got plenty of time to make it up. Uh, so uh, Olive Branch uh, loses 55 to 50 to Tupelo. The next game was the uh, inner county tussle between DeSoto Central and Lewisburg. Uh, as the boys did, the girls also DeSoto County Jaguar, uh, the Lady Jaguars also defeated Lewisburg 60 to 38. DeSoto Central was led by Janiah Jones with 24 and Taria Haslett with 14. Uh, Lewisburg was led by Allie Carroll with 14. Uh, after that result, uh, the Jaguars moved to 12-6 and six on the season, 1-0 in district. Lewisburg falls to 10-8, and 0-1 in district. The next game, Fayette defeated Center Hill. The boys were able to win. However, the uh, Lady Mustangs fall 74-60. to 60. Lady Mustangs led by Dominic Collins with 14 points. And Jariah Rankins with 14 points. Uh, Center Hill now falls to 9 and 10, 9 and 10 on the season, 1 and 1 district record. The South Haven Lady Chargers be- defeated Oxford in a nail biter, 43 to 41. Uh, South Haven was led by Winston with 23 points, and then followed by Owens with 11 points. South Haven now is now 7 and 9, so increased their record to 7 and 9, 1 and 1 in district. And the final uh, ladies game on Friday night were the Lady Trojans. Lady Trojans defeated Houston High School. Uh, this is the uh, public school um, up in Memphis, Houston High School. They won 46 to 30, led by Leah Jones with 14, Briley Faith Cherry with 11, and Bethany Wright with 11. The Lady Trojans are now 7 and 3. Still have not played a conference game, 0-0, and they start conference play also this week. Look, a private school team playing a 6A public school in the state of Tennessee, that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I, this you know the, the girls' program at North Point is historically very good. Yeah, been very good. A lot and of players actually went on to college and stuff like that, yeah. They have, and so he does challenge his girls. And, I mean, remember, they played basically every school in the county. Uh, they played Carville. They played Houston. Uh, they played Cordova. And so just, you know, he wants the tough yeah. competition. Their, their record may be, you know, 7-3, and 7-4, and four, something like that, but it does get them ready for district, uh, which, which will start this week. I'm going to predict an undefeated district record. Ooh. I'm going to predict oh. an uh, unpre- uh, yeah. so, playing Look, if they're playing public school St. teams George that are much harder, okay. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, right. I, I'm going to predict the, the Lady Trojans will I'll win the district. I'll write that down right here. We'll, we'll yeah, put mark that, that down. down. Mark that down. Yeah, Lady Trojans, you now will go 0-7 in the district. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> All Thank right, you for playing. You will no longer be in the play. <laughs> 
All right, so as I mentioned, there were two games on Saturday. Two games. We'll look at those real, real quickly. Lewisburg defeated Lafayette. They did. So this is a non-district game, obviously. This was on Saturday, 59-29. to 29. And so, again, they were 8-9 after Friday, pushed their record back to 500, 9-9. They were uh, led by Eli Laws with 25 points and 8 rebounds. So congratulations to the Patriots getting back on the winning side. Uh, and then the other game on Saturday was Center Hill. Center Hill played Grenada again in, in a tournament. Uh, not sure, don't think it counts as a, uh, a district game. It was actually in a tournament. They won 65-45, to 45, led again by Zandon Harrelson with 21 points and Caden Lewis with 11 points. So Center Hill is now 11-8, and eight, still 2-0 and oh in district because this was part of a tournament. And then Mustangs are now on a four-game winning streak. And like I said, Derek, just some awesome uh, DeSoto County basketball. Uh, most important thing, Derek, we say it all the time on the show, uh, kids, you are playing basketball, which is awesome. You're getting out there. You're getting a chance to play. If you've got to sit a little more spaced out on the sidelines, if you've got to wear a mask while you sit there on the bench, so be it because you get a chance to get out there and play. So there's a lot of kids I would venture to say tens of thousands across the country that are still not able to do that. So let's celebrate the opportunity to get out there and play basketball. So good job for you kids right now. All the overall records don't necessarily matter. District is what matters now. How do you get into the playoffs? How do you compete to get into the playoffs? You can have a losing record and still win the state title. So it is possible. So definitely congratulations to them and continue working hard. If you enjoy what you're listening to each and every week, Look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast. That's UTW Podcast on Facebook. Or on Instagram at UTW Podcast. Or on Twitter at UTW Pod, capital UTW, lowercase pod, on Twitter. Most importantly, if you enjoy the show, share it with others, friends, family, coworkers, people that you cross in the street. Share the UTW Podcast with friends and, and certainly share it anywhere on Facebook you want. If you want to post it on places like Hernando Happenings or whatever, uh, we'd love an opportunity to uh, be a part of Hernando and the wider community because I feel like we're serving the Hernando community, of course, and then also DeSoto County uh, a little larger. So please share our show with friends and family and also hit subscribe. If you're listening to our voice right now, hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so we can continue to grow our listeners and grow our advertising opportunities. Derek, anything else? Stay warm today. I hope everybody has safe travels. Continue what you do to uh, maintain uh, the spread of the virus, and uh, look forward to our show on Friday. Yeah, thanks again to Keith Fulcher, Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. We wish them nothing but the best of luck for their 21st annual Crystal Ball coming up this Saturday night. Uh, certainly go back and listen to that interview. If you did skip it or move forward, please go back and listen to it. They are working hard for you know, Derek, to make lemonade out of lemons as best they can. Uh, so just some amazing prizes, amazing opportunities uh, that will be available to you to bid on uh, to try and help them raise money and funds to take care of and assist in 11 counties in northwest and Mississippi. And remember, you can uh, register today. You can register today. Uh, go ahead and set up your account. Go ahead and set up the, the, the text that will come to you uh, once the uh, auction start. And so uh, just, yeah, thank you again, and uh, good luck on that fundraiser. And, Derek, typically 1,200 people uh, attend in South Haven each year, and typically it's – Tickets are around $150. That's right. This is free. This is free. This is all free. So you do, it does not cost you a dime to pull up a chair, pull up the um, information there for the crystal ball on Saturday night, look at some of the prizes, and consider putting in a bid to help raise uh, raise money for the community foundation. And if you happen to miss it on Saturday, it will become a PBS special. Uh, we'll be put on two Saturdays uh, at the end of January, 1st of February. And so you can still watch the videos, and obviously not the, the auctions, but you can still watch the videos on 30-minute uh, segments on PBS on those Saturdays. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.